Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. So let's jump in. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay, so today we thought it would be fun to talk about meat cutes. Yay! So, um, <laughs> kind of generally speaking, a meat cute is a pretty common term, I think, but generally speaking, it's that moment when your love interests first meet. And generally, it's not always, but in particular types of, or particular genres, I think, it's generally kind of a cute moment or a... Yes silly moment or a funny moment memorable. or kind of like a memorable moment and something that stands out um, versus other meetings they might have with other characters or that sort of thing. So I was kind of curious actually right before I got on I was like I wonder where this term came from and Ooh, do you know? I, I don't. Okay so uh, apparently it like dates back to the 1930s which I didn't realize it was even that old. It's a, like originates from a film, Bluebeard's Eighth Wife, which I have never seen or heard of. But I haven't I, either. But I was surprised. Like 1938 apparently is the, the term's origin, which was way earlier than I thought it would be. I know that it's been a part of cinema for, I mean, like it happened yeah. one night is 1930s film. There's okay. total meat cute. They're in a room together. And it's probably after then, Bluebeard's wives. Okay. Um, yeah. They, I didn't see the term associated with that though. So that's that's really fascinating. I, I wouldn't have guessed that early, but yeah, I guess yeah. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's great about like thinking back on meet cutes? I don't know about you, but I I almost like every few minutes had as I was brainstorming like the different stories that had mute cutes i had moments that just popped into my head and i'm like oh that's a good one I, I <laughs> okay so tell me what are some of your favorites then what are some of your favorite mute cutes so a lot of them are actually cinema so yeah. i and, and that they just jumped into my head i really like um and some of them we should probably put a disclaimer um that some of them you know some meat cutes are we look at them and they're probably outdated there's certain ones sure. where you're like oh that's not the best <laughs> kind of putting a pin in those things you know gender sure. power um and those type of concerns i was thinking about what type I like because you know there's like the pull pull and, or the push push where you know either they're attracted to each other or they're not uh -huh. or one is and the other, the other is kind of like over it or uh -huh. you know there's like the nervous meetup and then the the neutral response like one person's nervous and the other one doesn't really notice it's happening uh -huh. so as I was going through some of my favorites are that push push where it's like they both kind of get off on the wrong foot there's a misunderstanding exactly there's there's either like a misunderstanding or an argument uh -huh. that's going on so of, of course like classics like pride and prejudice always like jump into my mind mm -hmm. much to do about nothing is just yeah. not the first time they meet but they are like skirmish of words back and forth it's just always classic i love in caraval that mm. like between the two main characters scarlet and julian you have like at that beginning like they're just antagonistic and like throwing darts against each other yeah. which 
which is really it gives that really fun opening for banter and opening for high like that high drama of like how are they gonna yeah. get past that <laughs> yeah well and it creates a lot of movement within their character arc like there's you can really Absolutely. grow that relationship when you start it kind of at the worst place exactly it's all the turn from that moment like yeah. you start at the 360 and then you keep slowly turning <laughs> it around yeah. which is is really fun yeah. Have you seen um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World no. by any chance? So there's the there's a beginning in that where you have two characters. You have Scott, who's kind of, I mean, he's he's not the best character. Like when you really start looking at the story, you're like, uh-huh. oh, it's kind of cringy. But he is like going through this party walking after this girl and like hiding in weird places and it is kind of stalkery which isn't good but it's actually very humorous like in all the different ways that they have him doing this crazy stuff and she's totally either oblivious or not into it at all Uh which again it has a place to start from in that it gives you a lot of room to grow exactly you have someone who's just like totally not there yeah. And I don't like the like you have to convince them to date you thing that's kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but but like what happens instead in the relationship is they start to get to know each other. And there's yeah. other things that go on that involve deception, which is actually a very common trope in rom-coms um that they have to overcome so you know that that like come up of the lies that he's telling and also add that drama to the Sure. Well, they won't they and then if they do how are they gonna get past how is stuff? yeah how is he gonna get a, around that and how is she ever gonna forgive him for that yeah. and and it kind of the way that it plays with that is is interesting it definitely keeps the tension throughout and one yeah. of the things i was looking at was screenwriters talk about the pole pole because we've talked yeah. about this before when all of a sudden there's an attraction if it's you know attraction at first sight if all of a sudden you're drawn to someone as you meet them right away it kind of sucks out a lot of tension so you almost have to back it up with a bunch of tension right away in the situation you have to have other external tension in order to balance that the relationship itself not having that tension exactly and one of the great examples that was brought up is Romeo and Juliet like you have that great scene which is like arguably the quintessential just like falling in love at first sight right like yeah. it's it's addictive almost like you watch yeah. especially Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet you watch it and it's like this addictive scene where they just see each other and all of a sudden there's like right. the hand grab and then the kissing in the elevator and they don't know, like, you all know who these people are. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, that's gonna, <laughs> what's going to happen when they find out that? And thankfully, we all know sure. what is going to happen. But when we first come across a story like that, where you know, the audience knows something that the characters don't, that yeah. really kind of cranks up that tension, it cranks up that you're excited, like, you can feel the excitement with them, but you have that feeling of dread that, any moment they will find out this truth this you know insurmountable barrier that's in their way i think that's a really good point though as a writer to kind of think through like okay is there a lot of external stuff that can carry this 
plot? Is there, are there enough questions, enough tension externally from the relationship to let a pull-pull relationship be okay or not? And if not, then maybe I need to have at least one of these characters yes. into it at first. <laughs> I think generally speaking, I really like the like awkward me yes <laughs> like, like it's not totally push push and it's not totally pull pull right. where it's kind of somewhere in the middle where it's like uh, you're a little weird <laughs> what is this or like well, <laughs> and that actually might fall into the like neutral nervous where Maybe, it's, yeah. it's in that place of like there's someone who's completely awkward and the other one's just like yeah. i'm not sure what's going on yeah <laughs> I don't know why, but I really like those ones. <laughs> I I love those. And I, I love them. So one of them that jumped into my head when it was um, my big fat Greek wedding. Yes. So I, if you've seen it, she walks up and she's just staring awkwardly, holding this coffee pot, like staring at him. And the guy's just yeah. like drinking this <laughs> coffee. And you're like, mm-hmm. hello? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But it's, there's something that makes I think those type of meetings really relatable and and actually a lot more real feeling because I think often when we're meeting because I just always feel right every situation but that's I think that's very human as as well especially with you know in dating situations I'm I'm not sure that I mean for myself since I can only speak for myself like (laughs) I totally get the awkward, especially when you're meeting someone new or you yeah. bumped into someone or, and I really like those when someone's off, you know, off footed, like when yeah. someone is trying to connect and yet they're getting nothing or yeah. when, when they just say something crazy and you're like, oh, oh sorry, that would totally happen to me too. Yeah. Or they walk into a wall or something. Like yes. there's, there's something so also really relatable about that. Not, yeah. not that the person has to be clumsy, but that there's an element of this that isn't smooth. Yes. It's, it's that fun bump in the road that it's like, okay. Well, it's kind of endearing too. Like those, those <laughs> are the kinds of characters that kind of draw you in and you just want to be like, oh, I understand. I want to be your friend. <laughs> You know, which makes me then want to find out more about them. And it kind of does set up to like, it doesn't set up as much tension as you would have kind of like with an enemy's tension at the beginning. Yeah. But it does set up a little of this tension because it's like, okay, how are they going to overcome this? Or how, how is he going to actually find out how, how great she is or vice versa? Right. Or, you know, like, and so it still gives a little extra tension, I think, to the relationship, which is helpful. I, I think so too. And sometimes not by being so extreme, like, yeah. How often do we meet someone and like hate them right away? I I think sure. sometimes right away. that yeah, like either of those are a little extreme. Right, it feels almost contrived. Yeah. Like it feels like almost you know it's so done mm-hmm. that when you do something a little more unexpected, when you have a character say something awkward, where you're like, oh, I wish that they could see the person that we've seen, yeah, and that we kind of know a bit more about. And, and that's, I mean, that's the whole part of like falling in love anyways, is getting to know that person. And when you see it and you're like, will they ever actually see that person for who they really are, you know, deep down, not just the surface level awkwardness that, (laughs) that they have, but 
who the person really is on the inside. And I think we all kind of hope that for ourselves, that we'll see past the the weird things we do. (laughs) Maybe that's what's so addictive about reading that kind of a story or reading those Mm -hmm. arcs in a story is, is that we want that for ourselves. And so getting to watch it play out, getting to, you know, to, to watch someone kind of start off on the wrong foot and then slowly people getting to know each other until they come to a place where, Oh, Hey, I really like you. Like that's, that's addicting. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think it is addicting when you look at it from like a psychological perspective, it yeah. does release hormones to see things like that happening on the screen, like seeing two people falling in love, going from a place where they don't have understanding with one mm-hmm. another to when it all ties up in a bow and they do have that kind of moment of, ah, oh, that yeah releases hormones that makes us happy almost like we're little like they're our avatars and we're kind of living it slightly vicariously through them yes i think that's one of the reasons why like i like watching romantic comedies yeah because life is hard and relationships take work and sometimes it's nice (laughs) just sit there and you know in two hours or you know it's all gonna work out (laughs) at the end of the book you're like it's okay because the world is going to make sense and there'll be that yeah. moment of just ah, yes. <laughs> breathing out and just seeing like that beautiful all things that were wrong were made right <laughs> in theory. <laughs> I think meet cutes are also a really great opportunity to kind of set up who the characters are for your readers or, or yeah. your watchers. They're a really great opportunity to dive into who the characters are and, and what they share and what they, where they differ yes. and how they can maybe to kind of almost give a hint or foreshadow, like how they might get over those differences or how those similarities might bring them together. Absolutely. I think it's an interesting opportunity. That's it's hard to, I feel like it's a little bit hard to do well, like particularly because there's just so many, so, so much of it has been done before. Yes. Does that make sense? That's, <laughs> you almost have to subvert yeah you have to subvert or you have to twist it up like yeah there are so many tropes out there and i think one is being informed of what those you know yeah what they are are Mm -hmm. and then decide how you want to make it your own and unique and kind of have that unique stamp knowing your characters too i think can help because then you can play into what are the things that they really <laughs> will clash on? And what are the things that they, yeah. they'd see something that makes them intrigued, but then having, yeah. you know, enough to keep them apart. I think it's all yeah. really that, that digging into what that story is, where the uniqueness of them are, and then creating something that's very much catered to those two characters. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like as a way of avoiding tropes, like, because no two people are the same and no two really if you have good characters the characters are going to be exactly the same and so letting those characters drive that meeting and coming at that first meeting from a really character driven place can keep you from kind of falling into some of those common settings or common scenarios or that sort of thing yeah and i think even like even if you have an idea of what the meet cute is as they're writing it, I don't know about you. Sometimes my characters surprise me and they might yeah. say something that I'm like, yeah, wait, what? Like, <laughs> and, and allowing for that too, of the like situations in which as you start to script it or write mm-hmm. it, 
and all of a sudden you feel something is inauthentic to it, listening to that voice and saying, okay, what is it that's inauthentic and how do I get that to, to not just be like fitting them into that peg of what I envisioned, but (laughs) letting them almost have some of that say too, of, of where they're at in that place without like going off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but I, I did a lot of like looking at what are some of those weird things that have been done a lot from a trope perspective. Like we talked about awkward conversations, yeah, but that also like entails tripping, (laughs) tripping, (laughs) falling. Those are super overdone, but I still love them. (laughs) I know. Well, and, and I think, I think if they do it in an interesting way, in an interesting setting, in a way that you believe that both of those two people are there in a specific, for a specific reason, like yeah. uh, Enchanted came into my mind. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie, Patrick mm-hmm. Dempsey, uh-huh. Amy Adams. You know, she is coming from the story world, the world of fairy tales. And so she's like on this billboard knocking, thinking it's a castle <laughs> when it's really a facade. Uh-huh. And he's driving in a taxi with his daughter home from karate. And it's one of those things that I love that both of those things really rang, rang true for, for both of those characters. characters. Yeah. That they would be there at that that moment. It made sense. And that he would try to like be like, dude, what's wrong? <laughs> I, I like those that are unique. Obviously, I've never yeah. seen that specific one. And it results in a fall, which, of course, he catches her. But then they also subvert that later on in the film where she catches him. And I, mm-hmm. I like the subversion that it's, they kind of got Played around the, it or, yeah. yeah, they got around the damsel in distress like thing by. Like we realized what we're doing. So here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was that self-awareness, I think. of like, uh, in what ways is this kind of outdated and then kind of playing with it to, mm-hmm. to make it then funny mm-hmm. where there can be a repeat of a line that takes on new meaning. That's always enjoyable when things can come back around with, with deeper meaning or with more context. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the bumping into each other, like accidentally when it's yeah. <laughs> totally two people aren't watching where they're going. Bridgerton does that to great effect. And I, going through them, as we just said, like really just so long as you create it authentically for your story. Yeah. I think it's, it's a cliche if it's done in a way that's been done over and over again. But when you look at it with new eyes, when you look at it for your specific characters, I think yeah. you can do pretty much anything. Yeah, even those things that are overdone. Exactly. Like, as long with, as it still rings true. Yeah. Exactly. Without it being, just as long as you give it that unique spin and flair, whatever, whatever it is. I totally agree. Yay! Well, meet cutes are super fun. <laughs> you use them in your books. Yeah. <laughs> they make them cool and They unique. are also true for buddy cops sometimes. So yes, I, or friends. It's true. Yep. It can definitely extend beyond. Like, I think it is a good practice to kind of think about, like, how did these characters meet? Even if you don't show it in your yep. book, like, how did they meet and how did that establish their relationship or set yeah. up the rhythm of their relationship a little bit, for sure. I think that's a... I think that's a wise idea because then you get that history of what was it about each other that they yeah. even gravitated towards, even if it's on a friend level or right. cop or you know romantic. Like it, right. we don't just interact with people because. So so what was it? Yeah, I like that. 
Yay. So next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a specific example in our book, Would Like to Meet. So if you have not read that, you have a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> no pressure. No. Um, we, <laughs> we would love to hear what you think about meet cutes, what some of your favorites are, what are those meet cute tropes that you still love, even though they're totally overdone. Yes. <laughs> we all have those ones we gravitate towards. So feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We hope you keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting your voice out there. Thank you.